Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. Hey, it's Pat Flynn here. Thanks for listening in. This is the fourth of a series of emergency podcast episodes that are coming out here on the Smart Passive Income Podcast outside of our normal Wednesday publication schedule to help you during these times, this crisis happening here in 2020 is just, wow, uh, we are still in it and there are a lot of things happening and we've already recorded episodes about what to do if you've gotten laid off, how to manage your business and team during this time and, and things like that. I wanna talk to you today about podcasting though, the state of podcasting during this crisis. We've had a lot of reports of people's numbers down and we've had a lot of reports from some whose numbers are skyrocketing. Why is that happening and what can we do to help out if our numbers are indeed down? Uh, in addition, there are some interesting opportunities that are available to us right now as podcasters or soon to be podcasters. And to help us through this conversation, I wanted to bring on somebody who I knew had access to a lot of this data and a lot of knowledge about what we could do for our podcast during this time or our upcoming podcast. And that is Albin, who is the head of marketing over at Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, if you don't know, is my top recommended podcast host, which is where you store your MP3 files and build out your show and then have it be dispersed to all the directories out there like Apple and Spotify, Google, etc. So I wanted to bring Albin on to have uh, sort of his insider perspective on what's happening. And man, he blew me away with a lot of his advice and the things that we are going through right now in the world of podcasting. So let's not wait any longer. Here he is, Albin from buzzsprout.com. Albin, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thanks for joining me today, my friend. Thank you for having me, Pat. I'm uh, really excited to be here. So there's a lot happening in the world of podcasting right now, and I just want to jump into it. And you being head of marketing at Buzzsprout, you have an interesting angle and space within the world of podcasting. So tell us, what are, what are the latest trends that are happening in podcasting right now in light of and during the crisis that's happening here in early 2020? Sure. So we see quite a few different trends kind of all taking place at once. Um, the first one is I know a lot of podcasters seeing their numbers tick down a little bit. So mm -hmm. um, as soon as March hit and we had all these stay-at-home orders, um, we saw about a 10% de decrease in podcast listenership. Um, a majority, I think, is based on people just not commuting since one of the habits I had was for an hour and a half a day, I was commuting and I would listen to podcasts. 
And as soon as you start working from home, uh, you start seeing this podcast episodes kind of build up in a queue. Um, so March, we saw that big decrease. I, I know there's a lot of podcasters who see that and then they were writing into us, and I'm sure you've heard it too, where they're kind of wondering, is this me or is this the industry as a whole? Mm-hmm. Um, but so it is the industry in whole, and and I would assume in addition to just the commuting, um, a lot of my podcast listening time was when I was traveling, and I don't travel a ton, but I know a p- some people who travel quite often, and that means you know downloading episodes for the plane ride or that vacation that you might be going on, and obviously those things sort of are sort of halted uh, at this moment in time as well. But we are seeing sort of industry wide. Uh, a, a general sort of downtick. Now there are obviously, and I, I would assume, and, and perhaps you've heard of some shows that are actually seeing an increase, right? Because there's people who are consuming more and it depends on the sort of topic. Are you also seeing some cases where there are numbers that are up for some people? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you just look at as far as categories, um, news is doing very well. So news as a whole is up about 70%. And that makes sense because people are nervous and they want to understand what's happening in the world right now. And so they're listening to news podcasts. Um, You also see, we've seen a uptick in comedy podcasts, um, things that are kind of just maybe just more entertainment. Um, I think people are looking for sometimes maybe they want to escape from the news for a little bit and just enjoy a podcast while they're um, just doing the dishes or something around the house. So there's quite a bit of, um, we've even seen sports. This one was kind of blew my mind. Sports, um, at least over the past two weeks, has seen a big jump. And I think it's people who are just kind of looking for something to engage with. They miss sports, and so they want to listen to podcasts about it. Wow, that's a, uh, that's actually very surprising. I would assume that there are some sports channels, though, however, that have been just hit tremendously hard because they are more sports news and there's hardly any sports news, but perhaps the sports stories and interviews with, with celebrities in that space, athletes. Uh, I, I can see that definitely being a case because I miss sports completely too. I miss, I miss football. I miss basketball. The playoffs were supposed to happen for NBA and people are craving that. So, so that's really interesting. Um, I also know that this is a, is a, is an amazing time to uh, start a podcast in fact, and, and this would be the right time to do it. Even though numbers are down in some cases, we all know that those numbers are going to come back up eventually. And it's it's when you get in now uh, that you are sort of setting yourself up for success. And before we get into um, you know, why now is a good time beyond that, um, any more trends or other things happening that we should be uh, aware of? Sure. So I've, I've actually got a couple more. I mean, one of the positive is we are seeing those plays come back. Maybe the best way to describe all these trends is to say um, tours just changing habits. You know, the habit for me was in the listening in the car. For you, the habit was listening to podcasts while traveling. Um, but now I found new times in my day to listen. And so we through the month of April, we've actually seen podcast listens come back. They're not all the way back yet. We've definitely seen the, that rise come back. Um, some of the different ways people are listening are uh, definitely different times of the day. So our friends at Megaphone um, found that people were listening to podcasts way more at lunchtime than ever before. Um, we've seen a big uptick in people listening to podcasts on desktop rather than mobile. Um, so mm-hmm. we're definitely seeing different engagement. Um, one of the ideas I have for, you know, if somebody's listening to you on the desktop, uh, maybe now's the time to ask somebody for a review. You know, they're sitting at their computer. They're probably a little bit more likely to go and give you a review on iTunes 
rather than if they were driving the car um, what they were listening to a month ago. That's really interesting. Are you also noticing an uptick in plays on people's websites as a result of them being on a desktop and finding podcasts that way as well? Well, we've definitely seen, as far as the trend for the last few months, yes. Um, Google really changed a ton when they started adding podcasts to search engine results. And mm-hmm. so people just started discovering new podcasts. So the more that you can um, you know, build a nice website presence or have a really good embed player, uh, you're really opening yourself up to a lot of new plays. That's great. And that's good. That's good news. And a lot of the listeners know that I'm very bullish on podcast experiences on your website. I mean, we have a whole product built for that, uh, Fusebox.fm. But uh, this is all really great news. And I think that this, again, ties into the sort of general for a couple of years now uptrend of getting in the world of podcasting. And even though we're sort of in a little bit of a down period now because of the crisis, I would imagine, and I'd love your thoughts on, well, what does it look like or what, what would you predict is going to happen on the other side of this? Obviously, there's going to be a new normal for many people uh, for all kinds of things. But what's the new normal for podcasting after we get out of this? Well, podcasting as a whole has been on you know five years of really strong growth. Um, we just saw podcasts as a whole. We passed a million episodes or a million podcasts in Apple Podcasts. So we're seeing a really large growth. Um, and I think we're going to continue to see that. We've actually seen an acceleration in new podcasts over the last few months. And I think that we're going to see that over the next five years, we're going to see another 4 million podcasts being added to Apple. Yeah, that's crazy. It's taken so long to get to a million. But I mean, this this is a curve that it's uh, you know not likely going to flatten anytime soon, right? Yeah. And it's, it's such an encouraging number to me. I mean, I often get this and I'm sure you do as well. Are we a little late to the podcast game now that there's already a million? Um, But when I look at YouTube with 31 million YouTube channels or somewhere in the order of hundreds of millions of blogs, uh, you realize how early podcasting still is. And one of the benefits, I guess, of there being a million shows is that we've actually introduced a lot of listeners to podcasting. So one of the overall trends we've seen over the past year has been while more people are signing up to start podcasts than ever before, the rate of listenership is increasing even faster than that. So it's easier to get your first 100 listeners now than it may have been when you started SPI. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And and you're seeing a lot of celebrities, for example, create podcasts and a lot of big name brands create podcasts that's like you said, attracting more listeners to this platform. And then uh, from the latest numbers that I know, uh, a person is subscribed to an average of seven different shows. So when they find one for their favorite person or celebrity or brand, they're going to find others and they might find ours too, which is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So what else is uh, sort of going through your mind in terms of for those who are probably and have been on the fence for a while to create a show? Why, why would now be the right time to do it? besides, you know, actually having more time than ever. Well, if we just think of um, why is now the right time during a pandemic, um, I think back to Mr. Rogers has a story, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He had a story about when he was scared of things as a boy. Um, He's watching the news and something frightened him. His mom would say, look for the helpers. You'll always find someone who's helping. 
And I've been thinking about that quote quite a bit the last few months um, because we are, I think a lot of people are hurting right now and are looking for who are the helpers. And Mm -hmm. we all have the opportunity right now to ask ourselves, how can we help? And so for some people that may be, you know, giving to a charity, monetary assistance, or for someone else that might be teaching something they know on a podcast, helping others learn something that might benefit them. Um, There's lots of podcasts I know that I've started listening to because of um, the pandemic and trying to learn more and educate myself. And then some people, I think their their role just may be, uh, you know, maybe Conan O'Brien. It's just putting out a funny podcast to entertain people and help them enjoy something while, you know, they can't go out and do some of their favorite activities. Yes, that's awesome. And, you know, I think that we can perhaps guide those who are just starting out now on what their first steps might be. Um, when it comes to building a show before choosing a hosting platform, before, you know, getting excited about, you know, hitting that record button, what are some of the most important things in your mind, especially from a marketing perspective and how to grow the show eventually to, uh, you know, a, a nice core listenership? Uh, what are some, some of the first steps a person should take when considering diving into the podcasting space? Sure. The first thing I always recommend is setting up what, um, understanding the purpose for your podcast. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a red flag when someone reaches out and says, uh, what's the biggest category right now? What shows are getting really big? I want to be a podcaster and I've heard true crimes big. Maybe I should do true crime. And that's always a red flag because I know they're more interested in being the celebrity rather than doing the podcast itself. And so I always tell people, you know, think about the purpose and come up with why, what's your why? Why are you starting this podcast? It may be to uh, get some people to, uh, some customers to your business. It may be to help people. It may just be for entertainment. It may be for your own enjoyment. Um, and then once you have that why, one of the best marketing things I could tell you to do is look at your title and really spend some time thinking about a title that makes it very clear uh, what your podcast is about. Let's talk about the title a little bit. You know, I have a number of students in my course and the title is always something that trips them up. The title and the cover art, you know, uh, are are two important decisions. Um, I always say, well, they're not permanent decisions. So you just at least need to choose something because you need to move forward and get get your show out there because every day you're waiting is a day that you're not building this audience and a day uh, where perhaps a opportunity is going to be flying by. But at the same time, a title is important. It's uh, that and the artwork are the only things that people see and have to go off of before they read your description and before they hit play. So where where's your stance on title? Should it be exactly what the show is about or can it be something a little bit blurry in terms of, well, building curiosity and, and getting a person to click play? You know, you could take the very clear route like Amy Porterfield's podcast, online, m- online business made easy, right? Or you could take the uh, branded approach like with me, Smart Passive Income, which is my blog, but also my podcast. Uh, it could be the name of yourself if it's a personal brand, like the Tim Ferriss Show, for example, or Dave Ramsey. Or it can be something a little bit more just, well, I don't even know what that means yet, like Reply All or um, you know, 99% Invisible. I'd, I'd love your thoughts, especially you know, head of marketing at Buzzsprout. What would you suggest? So I suggest, at least early on, um, one of the most powerful things is to kind of niche down your podcast. And one way to force yourself to do that is to find a very concrete 
title that instantly lets people know what your podcast is about. And if you're Tim Ferriss, um, you can actually have a podcast called The Tim Ferriss Show and people know who you are. But if I were to start The Albin Brooks Show, I probably wouldn't get a lot of listeners because there's only a few hundred people who would ever want to listen to The Albin Brooks Show. Um, So we actually just went through this with one of our podcasts, Five Minute Mondays. When we started it, we thought, let's do a show every Monday and it'll be a five-minute quick tip about podcasting. And so we called it Five Minute Mondays. But what we realized was even after months, there were tons of people who did not understand what the podcast was about. And so we've actually just rebranded it to Podcasting Q&A to make it very clear it's people asking questions about podcasting and us bringing in the experts to answer those questions um, in the most helpful way possible. And so I really think I lean quite a bit more on the uh, make it very concrete and discernible what the podcast is about so that you have the greatest opportunity for someone to see it and have that kind of aha moment. This is the podcast that will be really valuable to me. That makes sense, especially uh, just starting out and trying to build a name for the show. Uh, you know, when people come across that name and or the artwork, they're going to consider whether or not it's worth their time before clicking play. And, and, and that's very interesting. I think that for those other names that are a little bit more just not so descriptive, uh, that can happen either later or you're going to have to work a little bit harder to really nail the tagline and really nail, especially if you're like a guest on another person's show, like what the purpose is. And for example, five minute Monday, that's, that's very cool because it's five minutes and it's on every Monday. So you're getting a little bit of consistency there, but like, what about like that, that tells you what the show length is and when it is, but it, but there is no benefit there. And I like how you've repositioned, repositioned it to, you know, podcast Q and A, you listen, you know, you're going to get some questions answered about podcasting and that's, that's much more clear. So if you're struggling and you perhaps don't have an audience yet, that's likely the best place to start. So, so thank you for that. Um, obviously, you're going to have to make a decision at some point to choose a host. And there's many great hosts out there. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Buzzsprout. Uh, I use them for my show, Ask Pat, and they're great. I love recommending them to my students as well because you guys make it easy. It's just very simple to get started. And you work very much on the user interface to make sure that people can follow along. And I uh, just want to be upfront. This is an, affi- an affiliate link that I'm about to share with you because Buzzsprout and uh, we at SPI Media have partnered together. We've been partners for a while. If you go through this link, you'll actually get 33% more time on whatever paid plan you choose. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout so if you're just getting started definitely check them out uh alvin uh, head of marketing and kevin over there and all the, the amazing team we see each other all the time when we go to conferences which you know who knows when we'll be able to see each other again in that <laughs> realm but uh very glad you're here today alvin so smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout and thanks again for coming on uh, let's keep talking about this so let's say for example a person's gotten started with their show and now they want to get more listeners where might we find more listeners? This is always the number one question. And in my eyes, there's like a million ways to do this. But because there's so many different ways, I think a lot of people try all of them and get nowhere. So if we were to only choose a few of them, what would be your recommended ways to grow our podcast? Okay, well, I think I have three that I really, I think are really valuable. So I'll give you these and maybe we can kind of riff off them. Um, The first is most people find podcasts through words of word of mouth. 
That's by far and away the number one way people learn about podcasts. And if that's the environment we're living in, how do we make our podcasts more likely to be shared from one listener to another? So if we really think about it, um, what happens is somebody listens to your podcast, then they go to a friend and tell them about your podcast. They like your podcast so much, they're willing to put their own name behind it, give it a personal recommendation. And then the friend hears it and goes, that is for me. I'll become a listener. And so I've spent some time trying to think, like, how do you make that loop work better? And I come away with a few things. One is you've got to have a unique show. You know, there needs to be some reason why I would listen to SPI versus a different podcast about online businesses. Uh, There needs to be valuable content. Um, There's a lot of podcasts that are much more interested in selling than building a community or providing um, helpful tips. We want to be very valuable. And then the third I always tell people is you want to have maybe discrete value that it's very clear. I know what I'm going to get if I listen to this podcast. Um, So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the title. If it was five minute Mondays, there may not be a a discrete value. It's kind of confusing what that might be about. But when we change the name to podcasting Q&A, that's very clear. People will understand instantly, oh, that podcast is or is not for me. That makes sense. Absolutely. And when it comes to your uniqueness of your show, I think it's important to go even at the episode level in terms of why a person should be listening to this and why it should be valuable, not just the show in in whole, but within each episode, having a really smart hook in the beginning to keep people listening and then also clear call to actions to share, to keep that loop going. What is your vision on how a person shares it? So a person goes, hey, I like this show, go follow it. Is it just look it up on Apple or is there a page that you would prefer to sort of send people to like a landing page, for example, what is, since you've, you've thought about this, what is the best way to make it easy for a person to share? So I actually at PodFest gave a talk and I asked this question, um, when I was on stage, I said, raise your hand if you've ever grabbed someone's phone and downloaded a podcast app and subscribed to your show. And two thirds of the rooms put their hands up. Like it was, just, and everyone's looking around laughing at each other because we all know we've done it. I've done that. Be- because, and, and the other thing was, I've never done that on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, but I've never subscribed to my own channel. Um, and I think that that kind of is indicative of podcasting is still, for some people, it's not something they do regularly. They don't regularly find and subscribe to new shows. And so, like you said, you've got to make it as easy as possible. Um, So I think that the way to do that is have a a website um, or good embed players where you're actually linking out to all of the different directories. Because I may be on Apple and listen on the Overcast app, but I might recommend a podcast to somebody who's on an Android phone that doesn't have that app. And so you want to be able to send people to a website that has links to all the various podcasting apps so they can subscribe in whichever one works well for them. That makes sense for sure. So on on your show notes page, for example, or even like a landing page for your podcast in general that can have uh, all those links embedded in there for all those different directories and then training your audience essentially to sort of use that link, uh, a, a short link, or if you have a WordPress website, maybe using pretty links to be able to 
help manage that and make that conversation much easier. Uh, th- that's great. Okay, so wh- what else might we be able to do beyond just really helping people with word of mouth serve us and help us after serving them on our show? Uh, what, what else can we do to grow our show? Well, you just kind of said it a second ago and you said, uh, be very focused on each episode. And I think that provides a real value with SEO. And I loved SEO. It's a big thing that we use for marketing Buzzsprout. Um, and I think um, I can see data from over 100,000 podcasters on Buzzsprout and how their podcast websites are performing. And there is a definitely a sea change happening in podcasting. As soon as Google said, we're going to start putting podcasts in search engine results, we started seeing a lot of podcast websites start ranking more highly. And so a few things you can do to kind of stand out in the SEO world with your podcast. Um, like we said, look at your title, very clear about what it uh, what your podcast is about. Um, transcribing episodes. So I might recommend uh, checking out a company like otter.ai to transcribe episodes. So you have all of that content. And then just writing great show notes, um, being able to have kind of a comprehensive place where someone can learn everything about the episode and maybe even go deeper into other content if they really enjoyed what it was about. Um, Kind of doing all of that, you really set yourself up for success with Google. I love it. That that's really smart. And Google has definitely been helping us out lately, and they're going to help us out even more. I even read an article not too long ago that says they want to use their search engines and their algorithms and all that stuff to help double the amount of podcast listeners out there. And they're already on their way to doing that, which is which is really amazing. So podcast SEO is important. And that means, like you said, keyword research with titles and also really good show notes, transcriptions. I'm a big fan of as well. We have a transcription plugin tool. Uh, that's free on fusebox.fm if you want to go check that out to display your transcripts. Uh, Otter is a great one, like you mentioned. There's Temi, there's Descript, uh, there's Rev. Uh, th- there's a whole bunch of others um, that can work too. We'll put all these links um, in the show notes for this particular episode. Um, yeah, so okay, that that makes sense too. Uh, what might be the third and final way that you recommend people get more downloads and uh, ears on their podcast? Well, right now... Um one of the overall trends I've seen has just been advertisers being a little bit more nervous and pulling back on their spends. And so what you're actually seeing is advertising rates um, go down and it's actually a little bit easier to buy ads. So if you're in a position right now, if you're one of the people who's a bit more fortunate and you have a little money to put behind your podcast, um, there are opportunities that have gotten cheaper to advertise your podcast on things like Overcast or CastBox, Player FM, or maybe even run some Facebook ads. There's lots of apps now where you can actually create a little um, advertisement inside the app where someone can click on it and instantly subscribe to your show right there. What were what were those apps? One more time. Um, Overcast, mm-hmm. CastBox, and Player FM. And I believe for CastBox, you're actually going to have to email them um, to inquire about how their rates are, because I think theirs is a bit more manual. But all three of those um, from podcasters I've spoken to seem to have very good um, you know, rates. And especially right now, as less people are trying to spend money to grow their podcasts, 
you might be able to take advantage of that and get a few hundred listeners for a really low cost. Any ballpark on what that cost might be just so we can get a little bit of a some context? So for the range I've seen is for some uh, 50 cents per subscriber all the way up to about four or $5 per subscriber. So it depends on the podcast. It depends on um, what category you're in and you know how you may be competing with other podcasters at the same time. But when you consider the average podcast only gets um, a bit over 100 plays per episode, you can think, well, if you were able to spend a little bit of money and get your first 200 listeners, you've actually put in what might have taken um, a year of growth. You might be able to get that very quickly and kind of jumpstart your podcast. Cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've heard a few people talk about that and have had mixed results, but if sort of ad rates are cheaper, this might be a perfect time to get involved with that. I'd love to run some experiments and, and see how that might go. So thank you for sort of plugging that uh, thought in, in our heads. So before we finish up here, Alvin, any any final words to those who uh, have a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast in light of what's happening now? Uh, from your perspective, um, what, 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 what action should we take right now? Well, I think one of this one of the things to do right now is to continue to think long-term rather than short-term. Um, if you're listening to SPI, it's because you're probably attracted to online business and building a passive income, which is all long-term thinking. And uh, right now, the reason to create content is because content really doesn't care when it was created. Um, you create it now and it can provide value for you for years to come. And so if now is the opportunity where you could start a podcast, now build an audience and build a lot of trust with that audience. And then in a couple of years or maybe in months when things have changed, that will be the opportunity for you to leverage that audience for your business or for your brand or for maybe your nonprofit, whatever you uh, is important to you, you'll have actually uh, set yourself up for success in a few months. So Continue to think long-term. How do you bring real value to your listeners um, and set yourself up for success? I love it. Alvin, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you and the entire Buzzsprout team. Stick around, everybody. I have a few final words and thoughts here. But uh, Alvin, appreciate you and and take care and, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in person at an event again very soon, hopefully. Sounds great, Pat. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Albin about the state of podcasting in light of this crisis right now. If you wanna get involved with Buzzsprout, whether you are migrating from another platform, which I know a lot of people have done, a lot of my students have done that, uh, it's just so much easier to use and just the way that the pricing is structured, the way that their support is there to serve you, just a lot of people really enjoy it. Or if you're starting a podcast from scratch right now, you wanna check them out, definitely make sure you go through my link. It is an affiliate link, which means I get a little bit of a kickback as a result, but you also get 33% additional time added to your plan as a result of that, which is huge. I don't believe they offer that to anybody else. So smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. One more time, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And if you want more information about 
how to start your show in terms of guidance and some step-by-step processes, I'd recommend you check out the cheat sheet that we have available to you. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet, just all one word, no spaces. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet. You'll see an entire step-by-step process and list A to Z on what you need to do to start your show and we'll pick it up from there and help you out. So check that out. Two links one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout and smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet if you're just starting out. Cheers, thanks so much and uh, look out for the next and upcoming episode on Wednesday. Thank you for being here and if this is helpful for anybody else you know in the podcasting space, definitely send this page that this uh, podcast is on, which will be at smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. Um, Those are all of our resources to help during this crisis, including free courses, free books, and other things. smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. Just share that page, and this episode will be there, and uh, we'll we'll help out your friends too. So thank you so much. Take care. Stay safe. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.